podcast. Our very first episode where uh, Theo and I uh, are going to be having a conversation that you can listen in on. Hey, Theo. Hey, how are you? I'm uh, doing pretty well. It's a sunny day out there today. Um, it's uh, Tuesday, March 24th, which I think we probably should timestamp these things because <laughs> the stuff's happening so fast that someone might listen to it the next day and it's already out of date, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just this week I've received like four or five emails from my school just letting me know of all the different changes. And sometimes we get them on the same day. So. Yeah, like disregard that last email. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is this is an odd time. This is a really weird time to be uh, starting as a pastor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it kind of it kind of snuck me on down like like under the last day there. So. Um, I, I don't know, but I guess yeah, the more I think about it and, and, and pray about it, like the Lord's still good. And, uh, I feel, yeah. I feel like I've been, I've been learning a lot, even amidst some of the, the tragedy of the situation. So, um, yeah, I'm, well, I'm optimistic, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have to be hopeful people, but it is crazy. And, but God knew the timing of everything, but especially the fact that you were installed as a pastor on the last Sunday that we could could gather together for who knows how long, I just think is very interesting, interesting timing. Well, I have to, you know, it definitely forces me to, to, to think and, and pray a lot more and uh, slow down and try to realize how what's the best way to, to care for people, especially in a time where, it, honestly, I, I'm not really sure how to care for people in a pandemic. So, um, yeah, yeah. But I think, yeah, you know, that, well, that C.S. Lewis quote, like this, events like these uh, don't make death more of a reality. It makes it just more real to us. So. Maybe it's maybe it's mm-hmm. useful to start off your pastoral career uh, aware of of death. I guess. Mm-hmm. Where'd you hear that C.S. Lewis quote at? Uh, I think it's learning in wartime. And where did you hear that at recently? It's, uh... Did you, uh, did you quote it for the the wedding? <laughs> did you quote it yeah. for the March wedding? Yes, I was Yo. leading you. Yes, so I I, uh, I thought that was a really interesting essay. I went back this week and read that, and I used that for most of the sermon at uh, Jaden and Deanna's wedding. So yeah, yeah. So if you anybody out there did not tune in to the the uh, Princess Deanna, you know greatest television event in Emmanuel history, <laughs> uh, you can still catch that on YouTube. So click that link and you can go watch their wedding and um, and some reflections from, from me trying to apply learning in wartime to marriage and pandemic time. 
but yeah, that, that's uh, that's C.S. Lewis essay, and I've seen other things of his floating around the internet lately that I think are really helpful. Historical mm -hmm. perspective is so so helpful, isn't it? Like realizing, I think most of our church probably wasn't cognizant at least, or even alive when 9-11 happened. Mm -hmm. um, so for many people in our church, this is the first kind of big thing they've had to live through. And um, just being historically aware can be really helpful in seeing like pandemics have come, um, massive global catastrophes have happened, depress economic depressions have happened. And Christians have, the church has existed through that, even thrived through that, right? The early church, uh, some church historians have done some, some great work showing how it was actually in times like these where the, the church exploded in growth. And um, so. Uh, I mean, yeah, like, I think who was, I think it was, we were talking to, to, to James uh, this week, how even now uh, amidst, all the, the turmoil and, and upturning of plans. There's, there is this kind of weird uh, sensitive, spiritual sensitivity around that. Uh, it, it's interesting. I've had like more conversations with people about, uh, about the gospel, about Christian things this week than I've had in, in honestly a long time. So, wow. um, you know, uh, praise God. Yeah, praise God. Not not to make light of the situation, but to, I don't know. Make make use of the the opportunities God's given on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. I'm eager to see what um, what good comes out of this in the long run. But uh, yeah, we're definitely uh, adjusting and trying to figure out how to. How to do things especially how to do pastoral care for the church during this time so yeah we can't meet in person but um but that doesn't mean that there's that the church has just ceased to exist or to operate right like what kinds of things um what kinds of things have we still been doing to keep in touch and to keep um keep caring for each other hmm. uh well, like uh, one of the, the little things that I think uh, we just kind of implemented recently, I think was, uh, just sometime last year, I think, uh, is our Facebook page. And uh, yeah. uh, this recent time, it's it's been really useful getting to hear uh, what, what different people are doing, uh, yeah. how uh, they're serving around their city, how they're making opportunities through odd ways online to, to still uh, meet, hang out, interact with each other and, uh, and spend time together, love on each other. It's, uh, it's been yeah. really encouraging that, that ministry. Yeah, there's been some fun chatter on the Facebook group. So if you're not uh, in that Facebook group uh, and you're on Facebook, which we realize not everybody in the church is, so it's less than perfect, but I think a good percentage of people are think you just need to like Emmanuel Baptist Church and and from there you can request to join this closed group um, of in, in the in church so yeah that's a great way 
we've been sending out lots of emails and I uh, just expect and want to encourage you to read every word of those emails because in them we're doing pastoral um, we're giving pastoral words perspective uh, teaching scripture uh, reminders so um, yeah you'll be getting a lot more emails more regular email communication from us um, and those that's one way that we're trying to uh, interpret the times uh, this week I think uh, I think some people already started doing this but we're gonna officially all of our small groups are gonna try to, to meet online on, on zoom this week mm -hmm. so uh, I talked to um, I talked to Michael and he, he did this with his small group last week and, and got, I got some advice as to how he he, he put it together um, and cool. I've had a, a bunch of zoom meetings throughout this entire week um, it's it's different but it's not nearly as as as, uh, as awkward as as I thought it would be surprisingly uh, you can you can actually have some pretty still some pretty solid conversations through that so I'm, yeah. I'm excited to, to get back into it and check up on everybody uh, face to face ish and, and, <laughs> and see uh, see how everybody's doing and how they're they're making it throughout these weeks yeah so small groups is still gonna be a, a huge hugely important um, way to stay connected with people uh, our small group has a group text chat going and uh, mm. people are texting regularly like I just read this this morning this was encouraging or just sharing some updates through that um, but yeah we encourage you to especially try to stay in touch with the people in your small group and check up on the people in your small group and and now this week we'll start having zoom small groups so uh, we're also having zoom prayer meetings um, so we're moving the Sunday morning prayer meeting that was at 9 30 before our, our gatherings uh, we're moving that back to Saturday mornings, which is where our prayer meetings were for many, many years. Um, Saturday morning prayer meetings, and uh, they're at 10 o'clock. Um, so just put that on your, your calendar and, and jump in. We can host up to 100 people, and uh, that's a great way to still be praying together hmm. um, as a church. And I think, yeah, I mean, these are definitely the times to pray. And... Uh, if we don't, then I think that that's uh, that's telling something. And the cool thing is, even if it exposes our spiritual uh, lethargy or lack of interest, <laughs> the gospel of grace just says, repent and come back in boldly to the throne of mercy and by the blood of Christ, right? So uh, jump on that this Saturday. We'd love to see you there. And uh, we're going to keep doing that every Saturday as long as we have to. And um, keep praying together. Hmm. Amen. Um, I, I don't know how, how you did this, uh, but, uh, for this, this Sunday, since, since we didn't meet, uh, our, our household kind of got together and, uh, we, we did a Sunday Devo, which we sent out a, a sermon, a playlist of, of good worship songs and a, a prayer from a, a Puritan. And uh, we were able to do just nothing, not not nothing elaborate, but we we sang some hymns together. Uh, we read the prayer out loud, and uh, 
uh, read the sermon out loud, and um, it was still it was still a a, a good way to to honor the Lord's Day, if not the best. But right. Uh, um, well, what did, what did you end up doing with your uh, your your Sunday Devo? Yeah, Andre and I uh, woke up and uh, stayed in bed together a little bit longer and turned on the Spotify playlist and listened to that music while we uh, read silently next to each other through that Francis Grimke sermon. And wow, I mean, yeah. talk about a perfect a perfect sermon. Talk Absolutely. about historical perspective. Yeah. That was that was really encouraging to my soul, helpful. Mm -hmm. That was just spot on. And then also the prayer that you put together or that you found in the Valley of Vision. Mm -hmm. We read that out loud and prayed together. And yeah, that was, uh, it's not the same, but it was, uh, it was a good devotional mm -hmm. for starting our morning. And it was cool to know that everybody else in the church is also reading that together too. So I'm looking forward to conversations surrounding that. Um, yeah. But, uh, and then also, and then later that day, our, our kids, uh, got on zoom with other kids and did Sunday school. So they stuck with their same Sunday school, um, curriculum, the older kids, the older, the, the older Sunday school class. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think they had fun with that. So it's awesome. Who's, uh, is, uh, who's, who's heading that up? Andrea taught that, uh, this week we'll probably spread that around a little bit but, um, yeah. anything else i mean i'm sure i mean you and i are splitting up lists of people and and uh checking in making sure everybody's doing okay lots of phone calls lots of um i know ipt is getting together uh, the intercessory prayer team and they're praying more regularly now and um, can you tell your roommates to be quiet behind you? Give me one second. I locked my door and I, I told the kids I'm recording back here and I'm going to be on the internet and they thought that was really cool. Uh, so, that's a test, test pilot. I need to figure out some some of the kinks of this um, but so that's a little bit of what we're doing right like that, that's that's actually there's a lot of ways that we're keeping in touch and staying together and now this podcast um right yeah we're starting this this new avenue <laughs> so um let's talk a little bit about that like why are we doing this uh are we trying to get famous and go viral with Nathan and Theo's podcast and get, you know, thousands of listeners and subscribers and start a conference. I mean, that would be cool. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't lie, but no, but no, uh, <laughs> no, I, I think hopefully like this is a way for us to, to sort of uh, flesh out how we, you know, think about these issues, uh, uh, how, how, you know, pastors have to make pretty hard and but uh, important decisions, but but do it in such a way that we're we're both theological, respecting uh, 
the values that the Bible has set for us, but also being very practical and, and recognizing the, the needs and the signs of the times. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it's just also a way for people to stay in touch with us, to hear our voices, to uh, get to know us even better, and just kind of listen in on some conversations that we're going to have around things. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll see what it turns into, but it's really mostly designed for the members of Emmanuel, the 88 members of this church, to to keep in touch with their pastors and for us to keep, you know, guiding you on how to think about things. Uh, it's not really, we don't really have an audience in mind beyond that. Mm. Um, and yeah, we'll have some, some conversations, uh, uh, kind of help you guys get into our minds and how we're making decisions and what we're thinking about and try to, to model for you guys how to think about things. Um, yeah. Why a podcast instead of like video um, updates and such? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know uh, how feel us, how uh, uh, sophisticated either of us are technologically. So there's yeah. that. Um, <laughs> We're pretty uncool. Yeah, but uh, you can do yeah. a podcast in your pajamas too. Yeah, it's low key. We we can do it pretty easily uh, in various locations that we're at. Do you listen to other podcasts? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I so, do that quite a bit. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty popular thing, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I, I, I actually, I think it's, uh, we could talk about this forever. Maybe it's another topic, but, um, I think it's a better medium than video hmm. for a variety of reasons. But I, I mean, I think listening to NPR is a better way to get your news than watching TV. There's something about the, the audio versus the video that, uh, I mean, if you can't be at Wrigley Field to watch a baseball game, I prefer to listen to Pat and Ron talk about it and paint the picture for me than to, to watch it on TV. Um, hmm. And there might be personal preference there, but I think there's also, it's a better way to, to actually get substance. Uh, it weans people off of what I've talked about before. Even the last Sunday sermon, I got to preach on the the eyes and how we're a, a visual culture amusing ourselves to death, right? With hmm. visual eye candy entertainment. Um, whereas the Bible is a book of words that talks about a God who speaks, you know, on Mount Sinai, they heard his voice, but they saw no image, right? And there's a hmm. whole stream of anti images. Um, so it's something to think about, but we want to keep you guys kind of pull you out of this this world that's um, it's got a lot of video, video images <laughs> and uh, and center you back on on the word and ultimately the word of God. So, hmm. um, yeah. So this is our we had a pilot episode which is about one minute, which is me just figuring out how to record this stuff because we are not technologically sophisticated. This is our first episode where we're just kind of exploring things and uh, look for episode number two coming out later this week um, where we're going to actually have a, a dialogue about uh, online church. So that's our next topic. Um, if you guys uh, have any topic recommendations or 
different things. I think we might try to get other people on here to just uh, interview them, uh, talk about different things with them yeah. uh, from, from the church and stuff like that, see what their lives are like. Um, so it'd be a good way for us to, I don't know, even, even get to know some different people in the church. Yep. This could, this could be really fun. We'll try and keep them short too. So we're, we're around 20 minutes right now. Um, yeah, let me, I'm going to close out with just something that I, uh, I found recently that I thought was prescient and, uh, fascinating did you did you read the trellis and the vine Theo? uh i haven't that book's come up recently under my radar because some friends of mine who uh, go to a different church they they use it a lot for their ministry stuff yeah i've used it in gfc i couldn't remember if it was one of the required readings when you went through or not but i've used it in gfc's many times and it's uh some guys out of australia uh just kind of talking about you know the church is this living organism it's a vine and that's really what it's about, the growth, this organic growth of the church. Uh, a trellis is, are the structures that are in place, and those structures are just there to sort of aid the growth of the vine. If we focus on the trellis, you know, we kind of get off track, right? And the trellis is best kind of not even noticed. It needs to be there, but vine work is the real work of ministry and helping people grow and helping the church grow. Um, so this is the last, uh, the last page of the book. This is written in 2009, I believe. <clears throat> and I just wanted to close with this. The, the authors say, imagine this as we write the first worrying signs of a swine flu pandemic are making headlines around the world. Imagine that the pandemic swept through your part of the world and that all public assemblies of more than three people were banned by the government for reasons of public health and safety. And let's say that due to some catastrophic combination of local circumstances, this ban had to remain in place for 18 months. How would your congregation of 120 members continue to function with no regular church gatherings of any kind, no home groups except for groups of three? If you were the pastor, what would you do? <laughs> Interesting, huh? And then he goes on, he says, I guess you could send regular letters and emails to your people, right? We talked about, we're doing that. You can make phone calls and maybe even do a podcast. But how would the regular work of teaching and preaching and pastoring take place? How would the congregation be encouraged to persevere in love and good deeds, especially in such trying circumstances? And what about evangelism? How would new people be reached, contacted, followed up? There could be no men's breakfasts, no coffee mornings, no evangelistic courses or outreach meetings, nothing. You could, of course, revert to the ancient practice of visiting your congregation house to house and door knocking in the local area to contact new people. But how, as a pastor, could you possibly meet with and teach all 120 adults in your congregation, let alone their children, let alone door knock the whole, he says, suburb, I would say, uh, city or the UIC area, at, let alone follow up all the contacts that you made. <laughs> and he goes on for a couple more paragraphs, essentially restating the, the, the premise of the book, which is that the church needs to be um, this organic uh, living organism of people who are connected to each other, who are doing the, the work of ministry with each other. Uh, and the role of the pastors are sort of to set the tone 
to, to train, to model, um, but that the, the, the pastors don't run a show that people just kind of show up to. We've been feeding you the word. We've been discipling you. We've been modeling for such a time as this uh, to, see, to see you guys equipped to be ministering to one another, uh, to be doing evangelism, to be doing discipleship, uh, to be doing care. And uh, we're going to keep doing what we can to, to model that and to um, you know, catalyze that and to help you along the way. But, but really, uh, it's not just Theo and Nathan kind of keeping this church together. This is the chance to really kind of expose things and see if we're a, a healthy vine, you know, that's, um, that's able to continue to, to, to grow and to thrive because people are, are doing um, doing ministry apart from us, you know? Hmm. So what do you think, uh, just, just kind of to wrap up, what do you think a healthy vine would, how would they, what kind of activities would they be doing in like a time like this? What, what would we be seeing happen? I think uh, family worship is something I've always been plugging. And this is a chance, to, I mean, you shouldn't really miss a beat if you've been doing that regularly, but if you haven't, Again, great time to just start. Uh, if you're a dad, you should be pastoring your home. Your wife should be bathed in the word. Your kids should be uh, brought up in the instruction of the Lord. You should be having regular family devotions. Uh, if you're not married, you should be doing that with your apartment mates. You know, if you're if you're uh, truly, I mean, you don't have any of that community where you live, um, and even if you do, it should be the regular phone calls. We can, we could still do that kind of stuff um, and encouraging each other, reading the Bible together. We're all, you know, reading the, the, the same Bible reading plan together. We should be having conversations about that. We should be having conversations about the Grimke sermon from uh, we read together last Sunday. Um, you should be able to find good, good resources to keep thinking. We're going to talk about this stuff as our podcast goes on, as the weeks go on, but yeah, just getting, um, getting in each other's lives and continuing to have relationships that are uh, centered on Christ and uh, you know spurring one another on. Amen. All right, brother. All right. Success. Uh, happy, happy uh, first podcast, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Uh, enjoy. Enjoy your, this season and, and seize it for uh, spiritual growth. See you, Theo. Later.